With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. Now, Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on the voice of your Oilers and Eskimos. 630 Chad. Well, thanks for tuning in tonight. The Orioles have now gone ahead of the Blue Jays 3-2. They're in the bottom of the eighth. The uh, Raptors are six seconds away from beating Indiana. It's 101-85. Hockey tonight, the Penguins beat the Rangers 5-zip. They're up 3-1 in the series. The Lightning have eliminated the Red Wings 1-0 tonight. Kalorn got the only goal. Bishop the shutout. So a 4-1 series win for the Lightning. 3-1 Anaheim over Nashville. Early third period. And with seven minutes left in the first, Chicago and St. Louis are scoreless. My name is Reed Wilkins in studio with uh, Mark Kennedy, champion curler, just won Worlds a couple of weeks ago. So, what, Mark, what was the schedule? I mean, the Worlds obviously is such a high, but you guys, you guys got to get right back to playing in Canada, didn't you? Yeah, we went straight from, from uh, Basel to Toronto for their Players' Championship. So how did you have any? We had a. We didn't have much downtime. We got to Toronto on Monday night and started curling Wednesday morning. So not a lot of time to enjoy what we had just won. We were pretty exhausted. Uh, actually came out and played pretty well. Went four and one in the round robin in, in the players, and then ran out of steam in the quarterfinals against Mike McEwen. So yeah, not a lot of rest. And then uh, another event next week here in Sherwood Park to finish out the season, the Champions Cup, and then. Uh, Onto the off season. All right. So what, what's up with the Champions Cup? Is this a new one? Yeah, this is a new Grand Slam event for us. Um, it's for everybody that's won a major event during the season, um, and it's in Sherwood Park this year. Sounds like tickets are almost sold out, which is great news. Uh, it's just a good chance for all the the winners of the year to get together and play for a little bit of extra extra cash. So how many uh, how many rinks are we looking at? Uh, we're looking at uh, fifteen teams, I believe. Okay. And a few international teams as well. They brought in the uh, World Junior Champions to compete in this, mm. uh, as well as you know uh, ourselves, Brad Gushu, all the regular names. Uh, should be good. All right. So then, then that's it for you guys for a while. Then that's it. Yeah, till okay. uh, till at least September. All right. So uh, it is 2016. So the next Olympics are in 18. Yeah, 2018. So our Olympic trials would be December 2017. So 18 months or so, 19 months. You're already in, right? We're in. You're in the Olympic. We're where, in. where are these ones going to be? The Olympic trials are back in Ottawa, where we just won the Briar, and then the Olympics are in Pyeongchang, South Korea. Uh, Jake Arrieta of the Chicago Cubs, by the way, has thrown a no hitter tonight. Sweet against the Cincinnati Reds. There you go. You, you speaking of. Ster- yeah. Steroids. You got to let the get let the hitters juice again. <laughs> Might have to. <laughs> too many, the way too the many no hitters. Is, yeah, that's uh, that's pretty sweet. <laughs> I enjoy I enjoy the uh, low scoring baseball actually. Do you? I don't mind the station to station ball. 
I like I, ju- I just I like when the Blue Jays are swinging away and hitting bombs, but I, I, nowadays maybe, it's just strikeouts. Maybe well, I, maybe here's the thing. I I it's not that I don't like offensive baseball. I think it reached a point in the late '90s where I was like another 12-8 game. Yeah. Like why is every game 11-9? I I understand it's exciting, but. You appreciate the defensive side of the game. Yeah, this is a world. Can, like, can somebody get anybody out? Yeah. You know, I guess Pedro and Maddox were still good in that era. But anyway, yeah, I, I digress. All right, so now you've mentioned during the curling season, um, you get a little, you get a little worn down. You get the Cairo, you get the massages. Um, do you feel like does your body feel tired, or you're a little like not not out of shape, but in? Yeah, you know what? Everything just like any sport everything is tired everything's tired the brain's tired the travel you know knocks you down a little bit um body's sore from from sweeping and lots of practicing everything's a little tired and and like anything you need a couple months to refresh and and get back in the gym and get feeling good and you know that's kind of the way things have gone for my career you got five or six months that uh that you you know you put it all on the line and you're exhausted and then you get a few months to get rested and get refreshed so that's the same plan for this summer now what uh muscle sets for lack of a better word <laughs> do curlers need to make sure are top um, notch? well i've done i've tried everything uh, a lot of it is core and leg strength and a big part of curling is trying to balance out your body the actual motions in curling are very one side dominant so your sliding leg becomes way stronger than your other leg uh, and your your down sweeping arm becomes way stronger than your other side. So for me, right, my right side is much stronger than my left. So you spend a few months trying to balance it out. Um, but, you know, you and me have talked a lot. I love to run. I love cardio. Uh, you know, I, uh, Orange Theory Fitness is a sponsor of our team now. So I go to Orange Theory three or four times a week during the summer and, and just love doing dry triathlons and just getting back in shape because, at the, yeah, at the end of the season, I f- pretty much feel like a bag of milk. <laughs> Put it that way. Are, are you going to do a half marathon this summer? No, probably not. You and me talked about that too. That ground and pound on the pavement is tough on the legs. So I'll do some 5Ks and 10Ks and, you know, pretend like I'm some high competitive runner for a few months and, <laughs> and then stick to my day job of curling. Uh, all right. Well, that's all right. Uh, did you, are you going to get, I got to sneeze here, Mark. So you're going yeah, to go for it. Well, the question. Are you going to get another tattoo to go with the worlds? <laughs> oh, bless you. <laughs> <laughs> this is radio, folks. Okay, I'm taking over the show. <laughs> That's a, when I first started hosting and I had to sneeze, I felt so embarrassed. And I was just like, or I wouldn't, I have to sneeze again. Talk about your Olympic tattoo. Yeah, I have an, a, a tattoo on my leg from the Olympics. Uh, I probably won't get one for winning the Worlds. I, I might get another one if we do get to the Olympics again. But uh, my, uh, yeah, we'll see. Not for this one, though. See, I think what happened when I first started hosting... <laughs> Because I'd mainly been on TV early in my career, yeah. where you're on for seven to twelve minutes at a time. Yeah. So when I first started hosting, I would never have to sneeze because I think my body was thinking this is something different. We and now I do three hours every day. Yeah. So my brain is now you got to sneeze, man. It's hey, just part of your you day. Sneeze when you got to sneeze. So it's I'm allergy okay. season Good too. covering. Yeah. You, you should come in and host the show. Sounds good. I'm on holidays. <laughs> then I'd have to talk about. I don't know. Talk you'd have to talk that. about a lot of stuff. Yeah, a lot you'd, of have, stuff. you'd have to talk about a lot of stuff. Um, did you ever? Because I, I, I read. You know, I had a, an, an unhappy listener earlier in the show. Yeah. Are there <laughs> curling hecklers? Um, there's not hecklers when we curl, but I've been known to read a few curling blogs here and there. And well, you can't do. You that. can't. There's haters. There's trolls. There's negativity everywhere, and you gotta, you gotta surround yourself with positive people. 
and those negative thoughts can be you know they can grow and and really affect you and your career and whatever you're doing right so you, I've talked to you about this I, I envy you're able to do your job with a lot of the negative comments and tweets and texts and you know, you can't take it personal and you try to avoid it as much as possible. So there's not, I guess there's not a lot of booing or stuff. No, there's not. It's all, it's all pro. We're lucky. Curling's a wonderful sport. You know, knowledgeable fans, respectful fans, great people. We really are surrounded with an incredible group of fans um, in Canada. So we're very lucky that way. All right. Mark, I'm really glad you came in. You're always a gentleman to talk to, and you're very generous with your time, and uh, you're always very informative about your sport and just uh, sports in general. All right, so next, next, this weekend's off, and then next weekend, Sherwood Park. Yeah, we get going uh, Tuesday night in, in Sherwood Park against uh, Mickey Lismore, and I, I know there's some tickets available still, and it's a great way to wrap up the season and, and share it with a lot of people that have supported us this year. So awesome. Looking forward to it. Thanks for having me, Reed. Thanks for coming in. Inside Sports on 630 Chad. That was Mark Kennedy, 2016 Briar and World Champion. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Edmonton Sports Leader, 630 Chad. Okay. Good to have you tuning in tonight. Great to have Mark Kennedy in studio. You can follow him on Twitter, Lefty Ken Bear, or if you uh, Google him, remember it's Mark with a C. He is a uh, great guest, very entertaining, very informative. Love having him on the show. We're going to be joined by Marcel Eden in a couple of minutes to talk about the Summit Collectibles show. This is going to be interesting stuff. Got a uh, text here to uh, 630 Mike says, good show, boys. Say, were either of you fans of China? The wrestler, Kellen Kennedy. I, I, huge uh, huge hey, fan. Marcel. She passed away, was it uh, yesterday? Yeah. Yeah. Well, they, they, they found her yesterday. Uh, the, the reports coming out of L.A. right now are saying that she may have actually passed away on Sunday night, and they, they found her yesterday. Uh, yeah, that's a huge loss because I don't think there was any woman – wrestler that was as influential in the late 90s early 2000s as china now was she one of the original female wrestlers in wwe or i guess it was still wwf at the not, time? not not the original ones per se that those are the ones from the 1980s like you're talking like the fabulous moolah and uh wendy richter and that stuff but she's the, she was the one that was with Shawn michaels and triple h with dx so she's one of the more influential ones so and uh, yeah, it's a it, it'll be it's a it's it's there'll be some details still to uh, come out with the story and such. But um, yeah, I don't think there would be women's wrestling without her right now. You are a fountain of knowledge when it comes to wrestling. Well, I try. I don't have that. I try. Somebody's probably screaming at the radio right now saying, what does he know? He doesn't know nothing. <laughs> you know. That's Kellen Kennedy on the other side of the window. Quick timeout, then we're back with Marcel Eden to talk about the Summit, uh, the Summit Collectibles show and uh, sports collectibles in general. We'll get, we'll get into some of that. Your home for breaking news and expert opinion. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chad. All right, thanks for tuning in tonight. We have a, another in-studio segment, and, th and this is a, an interesting one because I think this is one of those topics where if you're not currently involved in this, you have probably been somewhat involved in it if you're any type of a sports fan or if you were ever a...
boy under the age of <laughs> 12 it, it started into this kind of thing uh this is Marcel Eden in studio. Marcel, how are you doing? Doing great, Ken. Yourself? Thanks. Thanks a lot. Um, all right. So you are with the Summit Collectible Show. Yes. And tell us. Let's just start off generally. What What is that? Uh, Reed, it is a sports collectible show. Uh, so there's going to be all kinds of things, from stickers and keychains to what we all collected as kids, hockey cards, and then all the way up to like autographed pucks, autographed jerseys, autographed masks, uh, some game-used equipment, everything's there. All right, where, where is this being held, first of all? Uh, Millennium Place out in Sherwood Park. Yes, I know all the advertising says uh, Edmonton for Millennium Place, but it's to help those out-of-towners okay. know that, that it's Edmonton, the right it's a big center, it's not just... Timbuktu. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, I want to talk later about some of the people you have coming, and I know we have an announcement that we're going to make tonight about some 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 additions to the list. I'm not sure how to phrase this, but what is the the scope of the collectibles business? I mean, you mentioned some of the items, but are we talking this is something millions of people are heavily involved in is it is it somewhat of a niche market i mean who who who's heavily invested in this it's a little bit of a niche but honestly we all collected as kids and it seems with the whole connor mcdavid craze people are getting more and more into collecting cards okay um and then of course tying that in there's more of the man caves or fan caves out there so more of the uh sports memorabilia is going on and it's uh, it's funny. It's a hobby. It's a business. It's an industry. It's uh, fun to be part of it. So l- let me ask you this: Would you say the 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 man who, when he was ten years old, was spending his allowance or his pop bottle money on a few packs of OPG cards, now wants the signed Guy Lafleur jersey or Grant Fuhr jersey to hang, like you said, in his man cave or over top of his 60-inch TV. Isn't it uh, as we get older, the boys, our toys get bigger. Right. So (laughs) absolutely. The kid that was collecting Upper Deck uh, back in 90-91 or score, they're still collecting cards once they get back into it. So they'll still try to put sets together. But now they're definitely going, okay, I got a little bit more money to play with. And, hey, I, I was a fan of Grant Fear. I want to get one of his autographed masks. Or I was a fan of Glenn Anderson. I can't wait to get an autographed jersey. All right. What does the autograph add to the actual value of the item? The autograph actually adds quite a bit. Um Normally, a hockey jersey is like that 200 to 250 bucks mm-hmm. at the rack at either Rexall Place or many of the different uh, local uh, sports stores. Uh, you get an autograph on it, and it dra- dramatically increases the value of the jersey. Um, I'm still a fan of you get that jersey autographed, put it away, put it behind glass, show it off. Don't wear it out in public. I, I don't understand why someone will get a beautiful Gretzky jersey that they paid a thousand bucks for and then they wear it to the Oilers game and get beer spilt all over it. Don't get it, but 
they're having fun with it. That's all that matters. Okay. <laughs> There's some advice. If you have the autograph of someone famous on something significant, maybe limit the exposure to the public. That's what. That's all you're saying. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and more, foods and beverages. <laughs> exactly. Especially the food. <laughs> I almost seen someone cry when they when a hot dog like fell on them, and I'm just like, oh, why are you wearing that jersey? It's an accident waiting to happen. Exactly. Uh, I, there's a lot I want to ask you, Marcel, but we're going to break for the news in a couple minutes. I'll, I'll start off with your connection to the world of collectibles. Was this a, a childhood interest for you that grew into a profession? or Absolutely. Childhood interest turned into uh, my second full-time job, basically, and having a great time with it. Uh, every year, just got a little bit more and more passion uh, behind it. What's your personal favorite hockey card? No, no, let me rephrase that, Marcel. What's the first hockey card that you can remember owning and being proud of having? I would have to say it wouldn't be just one card. It would have been uh, collecting the different sets back then. Uh, so it might have been an Eric Lindros rookie year or his rookie or probably Martin Broder. Nice. Back in 1991. And so you remember having some of the rookie cards and some of the guys from that era? Yeah. 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 And collecting pro set. Oh, 700 cards. It was great. And were you one of the you were you are you were you meticulously filing stuff in the in the plastic sheets and in binders? For the set, I always tried to put it in the binder, have it all organized, absolutely. So that would have been like 200 sheets to yeah fit those cards in there. It was or yeah, it was great but, just to flip through. It's fun to still flip through and see the old sets. That that's great. I want to follow your trajectory into what you're doing now and ask you about some other stuff. So, some of the things you're going to have this weekend, people coming out to sign. I know when we talked earlier this week, you told me about counterfeiting. You told me a crazy story about that. So hopefully we can get into that because that'd be a challenge for guys like you that probably maybe a lot of people don't realize is out there. Sounds Marcel great. Eden is in studio from the Summit Collectibles Show. Quickly, the, the website, if people want to look summitshow.com all right more with marcel when we get back inside sports on 630 chet hey this is jordan everly from your edmonton oilers you're listening to inside sports with reed wilkins on oilers radio 630 chet no scoring game five garrison for schuster on the right way oh, a little pass come on Bible in it. Still what are you dead kidding left me shots they made by bishop an unforced error by the Lightning, and now they're scrambling in their own zone. Garrison, short feet, Kalorin, must get this puck out left side to Callahan. And Callahan walks it out safely to center. Callahan dumps it in. Morazic got to play this one. Into the near corner, Callahan steals it. Settles it! Kalorin! Kalorin! one nothing Lightning with 1.43 left! Well, that was the only goal of the game, and the Lightning beat the Red Wings. One zip to win the series 4-1. Anaheim is up 3-1 on Nashville now with three minutes left in the third. No score, Chicago and St. Louis. That's game five. The Blues are up three games to one. Penguins drub the Rangers 5-0 to take a 3-1 series lead. Blue Jays lose 3-2 in Baltimore. Raptors win 101-85 in Indiana to go up 2-1 in that series. Marcel Eden is in studio from the Summit Collectibles Show. It's this weekend in Sherwood Park. At Millennium Place. What what time are you guys open? Saturday from uh, 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. And then Sunday from 10 o'clock to 4. Okay. 
Uh, I just read some other sports scores there. What percentage of this show is going to be hockey stuff? I mean, we're in northern Canada here. It's pretty much 90%, uh, 95% hockey, but there's some pretty cool items like autographed football helmets, um, autographed footballs, and autographed uh, basketballs. The, the uh, list of, and all these people are signing that I'm going to read off here? Yes. Glenn Anderson, Paul Coffey, Theo Fleury, Marie-Philippe Poulain from the Canadian women's team, Johnny Busick, Bernie Perrant, Dennis Lemieux from uh, Slapshot, and you have an announcement of a couple other guys. Um, Pierre Poulot's not included on this list. Okay. Um, but we just, uh, the Edmonton Eskimos were with us last year at the show promoting uh, their season tickets. This year do, they're doing that as well. But uh, they got two players coming out to do a signing. On Saturday from 11 a.m. to 12, you are looking at Armando Sewell. Okay. And on Sunday from noon till 1 is Neil King. New guy. New guy. Just signed his own contract, and now he's going to come meet some people and uh, put some autographs down and uh, let the Eskimo fans uh, welcome him. Coming off a big season, so people will be happy. Well, Neil, I guess, didn't get to play for the Great Cup, so now we got to win another one for him, right? Sounds <laughs> good to me. Uh, all right, Marcel, tell me a little bit about the... B- before we get into some of the, the bigger ticket items, I mean, s- somebody's probably listening, or perhaps even hosting the show, <laughs> and thinking, all right, I got some hockey cards from the, from the 80s in my basement. I think they're in pretty good shape because I got them in the binder. I mean, can you realistically expect someday I'm going to sell this and, and make some money, or what's that worth? Some of the cards from the 80s you're going to be looking at, like uh, Patrick Waugh's rookie is going to be worth something, uh, Mario Lemieux, and of course a whole bunch of the old Oilers are worth something. Uh, I think a Marc Messier rookie's normally around 100 bucks, Okay. give or take 20 40 bucks, depending on condition. Um Someone like Kevin Lowe, I think his rookie card's 30 bucks. Uh, so it really ranges on what you have. The complete sets are absolutely awesome, and it's a lot easier just if you have the set and you're looking at moving it, you can sell it as a set. And uh, I know I'm looking myself for some of those old Opeachy sets to collect. I never uh, got them when I was younger, so uh, time to go back and get them. So it helps, though, if somebody has every card from a certain season, like pick the year, 82, 83, 94, 95. You get, it helps to have every single one. Absolutely. Okay. That, that's got to be rare to have. I don't know. Is it rare to have the whole collection? Uh, all depends on the individual. Some people were more about uh, just collecting the Oilers or just collecting the Flames or just collecting Montreal or Toronto or Detroit. Uh, where others only collected rookie cards, and then there is the people that wanted the whole set. What do you? What is the most valuable item you're going to have there this weekend? Oh, Reed, I hate that question. Okay. Uh, the reason why I hate it is, <laughs> it's it, people their eyes open. Um, I'm sure there's going to be some Michael Jordan autographs and uh, Wayne Gretzky autographs. Uh, the coolest exhibit, and some of it's not going to be worth hundreds of thousands of dollars or anything like that, is a um, good friend of mine, Bruce, he has a goalie museum. 
He's trying to get a piece of equipment from every goalie that's ever played in the NHL. No way. So he's got some amazing stuff. Uh, Last year he was showing off a Steve Passmore jersey. And right after the show, he completed a trade with Steve Passmore for one of his uh, game-used helmets, masks. So he's pretty excited to have that. And that's crazy. Yeah. That that's a good lead into my next question because, look, when somebody says sports collectibles, obviously we've talked about the cards that comes to mind, jerseys, signed signed sticks, um, the McFarlane figurines that have been came out 15 years ago or whenever they he started making those. But what is the most unusual? thing that might be considered I mean a signed urinal by Peyton Manning I don't know I'm just like but is there is there crazy stuff where you're like well I never thought that'd be a collectible but somebody wants that because it's somewhat sports related there is some weird things out there um I remember as a kid my aunt was into ceramics and that so she actually painted up this porcelain figurine of an oiler and then she gave my dad one of the Vancouver Canucks. So it's all painted up. It's it's kind of weird, but it's kind of cool at the same time. Uh, we actually got the one that was for me, the Oiler, was number 10. So back then, Marioff Shurkowski actually oh. signed it for me at one of the public signings, and it was pretty funny, and he got a good chuckle out of it. It's got to be an interesting industry because the value of of whatever it is is totally market-driven. I mean, it's not like, okay, Marcel, I manufactured this pen, and it cost me a dollar to make it, so I have to get at least a dollar twenty-five from you. It's it's what's the perception, popularity of that player and that item. It's what someone... Same as anything out there. What is something worth? Whatever someone's going to give you. And uh, it's kind of tough that way. It's in some ways it's enjoyable watching people quote eBay prices and going, oh, but this card's going for a hundred bucks on eBay. And they're saying going, but it just means someone's listed it for a hundred bucks. Meanwhile, it sold for 40 bucks in three other auctions, but they're saying it's going for this. No, it went for 40 three times over that's exactly what it's worth but i guess it's the same thing you're going to list your house to begin with for as much so you might that's i guess that's your thing people are trying to capitalize on whatever they can but sometimes uh in the housing market if you go a touch (laughs) lower what happens you get uh people going crazy over the uh home and inflates the value that way uh you mentioned McDavid. Um, is there a, let, let's say besides Connor, is, is there a current NHL player who's also a hot commodity whose stuff is really big? Uh, Crosby always has been since yeah. he came in the league. Uh, this year a lot. Patrick Kane, Ovechkin, of course being in Edmonton, you got your Taylor Halls, Jordan Eberle's that are extremely popular and highly collected. Um Carey Price was huge until he got injured. Uh, same thing with P.K. Subban. So there's a lot of different players that are highly collected. But on the flip side, a lot of the uh, a lot of the tough guys, people love them and go crazy for them. Is there a, has there ever been a point where 
the the market gets uh, you know has been saturated or oversaturated where it's just like okay there's too many companies producing too much stuff too many cards or whatever is that a, is that a challenge for you that was going back in the early 90s there was i heard a report that there was a couple of products that were out for 2 years and they didn't stop producing them till then okay so if the product was from 9091, I heard this. No, I won't say the company. I'm not going there. I'm not going to get myself in trouble that way. But it was just amazing to see that this product, they just kept pumping it out. And that's why a lot of those cards from then are worth very little. Okay. I got a text here from Jay to 630-630 who says, Back in the late 80s or early 90s, Coca-Cola issued three card packs of NHL cards in their 12 packs of Coke. You could see what two of the cards were, but not the third unless you opened the pack. I've never opened the 12 packs that I got. That's from Jay. I don't know if you remember those, but that they're always trying a little, a little catch, right, to get I you to buy it. don't remember those, but I mean... Sunkissed Orange is we're doing it recently within the past five years. Um, I bet this, I bet Jay's just itching to crack that pack now. Would he devalue it? Um, Isn't it better to know what player it is, or should it be unopened if he ever wants to sell it? Realistically, what is that pack going to be worth? Is it worth a dollar, or is it worth fifty bucks? It's probably going to be closer to a dollar than the $50 range. But, okay. uh, I mean, I'd scratch that itch and rip it open, and it might be one of my favorite players. I will say this, Jay. If you still have the Coke, probably don't drink it. No. <laughs> no. Uh, what about... Uh, this is the one I've really found interesting, Marcel. Marcel Eden is joining us from the Summit Collectibles Show. It is this Saturday and Sunday at Millennium Place in Sherwood Park. Uh, 10 to 5 and 10 to 4, right, respectively, for each day? Yes, Reed. Uh, Theo Fleury, couple Eskimos, Paul Coffey, Glenn Anderson, all going to be there. Those cards where it'll have a little piece of fabric from a guy's jersey. I've never, you know, it'll be like, okay, this is the jersey. We had, Troy, okay, Dave Campbell, who does our Eskimo stuff and produces this show, interviewed Troy Brown the other day. I'll use him as an example. You know, it has Troy Brown's jersey from the 2004 AFC Championship game. I'm like, really? What did does the, do those actually get sought after? Absolutely, because then you're owning a piece of the fabric that was worn in a game. Um, it's the same thing as someone that wants to collect a game-used jersey, but now more people can, or maybe they couldn't afford to buy the game-used jersey, but now it's in the product so they can actually have one. Like Wayne Gretzky, I will never be able to own one of his jerseys but because he's in products with a jersey card i'm able to own a piece of his uh game used equipment so people latch onto that eh that that's fascinating absolutely all right it's 8 45 can you stick around for a few more minutes marcel because i've been teeing up a couple stories i still want to get to marcel eden is here from the summit collectible show you can also check him out online summit show Com. It's going to be a lot of fun this weekend. Inside Sports on 630 Ched. You're listening to 630 Ched Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Well, thanks for tuning in. So that scoreboard one more time, just to keep you up to date. The Ducks beat the Predators 4-1. The series is now tied 
at two. The road team has won every game. The Lightning eliminate the Red Wings in five with a one nothing victory. Penguins all over the Rangers, 5-0 to go up 3-1 in the series. Still scoreless, Blackhawks and Blues about seven minutes into the second period. Inside Sports presented by Action Furnace, home of the fixed right or its free guarantee. Visit actionfurnace.ca. Marcel Eden from the Summit Collectibles Show. Huge event in Sherwood Park, Millennium Place this weekend, Saturday and Sunday. By the way, we are giving away two four-packs of tickets to the show We'll give them to the first two callers, 780-496-0063, and uh, then you can check it out. I mentioned uh, Anderson, Coffee, Flurry, Sewell and King from the Eskimos, Bernie Perrant, Dennis Lemieux. Tell, what's going on with him? The coolest thing, and I'm getting a lot of feedback on it, is with Denny Lemieux. Uh, his real name, of course, is Yvonne Barrett. Um, when you're at the show, he's going to be in his own booth. And you can buy a mini mask and actually do the opening scene from Slapshot with him. Uh, it's going to be awesome. I was like a giddy little uh, school kid. Yesterday I went to Goodwill just down the road here and picked up five jackets that look retro, like suit jackets, sport coats, um, and picked up some old, old chairs and this is just going to be a blast. So he'll. So you te- get so you get to be the announcer in the scene. Bingo. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> okay. Hopefully, it doesn't hit you too hard with a stick, <laughs> but it is a contact sport. All right, that is that is a nice little feature for sure. Hey, you know what? And, and you you brought in some of these cards. Uh, I'm looking at. I'm, I'm just going to read the back for people. It's Adaptabilities All Stars. It's a, a young lady named Anna Rose, and it's a total sports card that is is made up. Her name is Anna Rose. It says on the back, favorite activity is dance. And her bio, Anna has Down syndrome. She is six years old. Anna is very active and loves dancing. She currently dances at Amanda's Academy of Dance. She's been there for two years. This summer, Anna is attending summer camps at Adaptabilities. She is very excited to meet new friends and enjoy all the activities. It's got the date, 2016 on it. This is a nice touch, Marcel. Thank you. Um, I figured I needed to find a charity that actually meant something to me and I would mean something to them. I met Michelle Hordell, the uh, CEO of Adaptabilities and the founder and just clicked and I went, this is so cool. This is my idea. I want to do up sports cards of kids make them feel like rock stars by at the show they're going to have their own cards made up when you're there you donate money to the charity they will sign their card and give it to you so i don't have kids but i couldn't imagine how the parents are going to feel other than completely over the moon uh same with family members and hey you're donating and you're getting something back and yes, Anna is the one that's been all over the news the past two weeks. She's actually one of my best friends, uh, little girls. I've known her since she was born, basically. And when I first got the text message when she was born and, oh, she has downs, my heart broke. But seeing this girl dancing and having a great time, I mean... It wasn't a death sentence or anything like that. It's it's amazing what Adaptabilities does, 
and it just proves the point. You give someone a chance and uh, put them in the right environment, they're going to thrive. Great stuff. So these kids will be signing their cards for people on the weekend. That's, yeah. That is awesome. All right, I've been, I've been teeing up this story the whole time. Counterfeiting, unfortunately, is a, you know, a problem in your industry. It, it, it does happen. What was, what's going on with this Maurice Richard jersey that you were telling me about? Oh, I seen, I seen Maurice Richard jerseys four or five years ago, which was horrible because they were uh, Chinese knockoff jerseys. You can usually tell those fairly quickly. Uh, they didn't come into the marketplace till like 06, 07, uh, but it was autographed. And Maurice Richard passed away in uh, 2000. So how could that be autographed when he passed away and this stuff was just produced? The funnier thing happened about a month ago. One was up on eBay and I'm going, that doesn't look right. The signature's way off. It's a Chinese knockoff jersey. And then I'm like, that is hilarious. They have a COA of his brother, Henri Richard, and they're saying it's a Maurice Richard. And the best part was it was from a signing that was from a couple years ago, but they were claiming it was from a signing six months ago. Oh. And I'm just going, are you kidding me? I contacted eBay, let them know about it. A couple other people did as well, and they didn't take it down, uh, which was very disappointing. Yeah, no kidding. But it just adds to the whole truth of if it's too good to be true, it's probably not. Yeah, if something seems wrong with it, probably there's a lot wrong with it. (laughs) Absolutely. All right. Well, uh, all the stuff at your show is going to be incredible. So, again, summitshow.com. It's at Millennium Place, uh, Summit Collectibles Show. Uh, Anderson, Coffee, Flurry, Perrant, Busick, some of the big names there. 10 to 5 on Saturday, 10 to 4 on Sunday. We've already given away the the two four-packs of tickets, so uh, people are eager to go. Marcel, thanks so much for coming in. This is really cool. Thank you very much, Reed. Marcel Eden from the Summit Collectibles Show. Thanks to our other guests tonight as well. Mark Kennedy, curling world champion. Brian Ramsey, executive director of the CFLPA. Dan Rusinowski from the Sharks play-by-play booth. And Matthew Barnaby got us going tonight, former NHLer. He's now with Sirius XM NHL. Thanks to everybody who texted in tonight. Always great to talk with you. We are back tomorrow, 6 to 9. Inside Sports, Bob Stoffer will have Oilers now from noon to 2. The studio producer this evening, Kellen Kennedy. The producer is Dave Campbell. I'm Reed Wilkins. Have a good night. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad.